I mean, yeah, the Superman and Lois thing is, I, I've heard it's fine, but I'm not into the, the Arrowverse. Is it still Arrowverse? I thought Arrowverse was kind of done and this was kind of like its own. They still call it the Arrowverse. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. It's just, it, I don't know if it's like the official title. I wasn't that interested in Arrow. I, I tried to be. I honestly have not been happy with any, like DC, I have not been happy with any of the DC shows so far. Hmm. I was never into Arrow. I was into Flash for a very short period of time. Yeah. Until it began. I don't want to say it began because it felt like it from the very first episode. Yeah. It felt like probably what they were going for was, let's see if I can wear this correctly. I really liked um, Smallville. Yeah, yeah. When okay. I was a small teen with yep. bullshit, weak drama, and the drama of the week was because someone didn't just say the things they should have said like right. an adult. And drama yeah. is because people, you know, because teens have teen angst. Yep. And a lot of the problems of Smallville were due to teen angst. Yeah, yeah. And probably due to a cult. That's um, right. But, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not going to talk about Mackie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, she was one of my early crushes too. Oh yeah, for sure. Which was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't go great for her following the show. Didn't did not. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> that's do, do some people might not know though because you mentioned the cult. You mentioned her. Should, should I? Should we talk about it? For well, a second? I just briefly give a quick like she she was in that cult was X V I C M or whatever. A bunch yeah. of letters. Yeah, and uh, it was like a sort of a sex death cult type situation yeah yeah, yeah. And it, it was a sex it, it was a sex cult yeah yeah but what they ended up getting in trouble for was like abducting girls abducting and people. Sex like underage sex they literally sex treated trafficking. as sex yeah, yeah. trafficking yeah anyway bit of a problem bit of a problem for them just and a bit of one. yeah 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 and and that guy i guess the leader was very charismatic so he was attracting actresses and yeah that's how that works like that. yeah yeah it's usually so, how it works yeah so anyway didn't go great for them but anyway now yeah so yeah, I really liked Smallville because teen angst, and I was a teen at the time. So yeah. I liked my teen. I had teen angst. They had teen angst. I understood their problems. They were legit problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understand, even as a teenager, I, I don't want to say I didn't have any teen angst, but I still didn't understand that kind of drama. Gotcha. Like, just tell her. Like, fuck. Just, yeah, just yeah. tell the truth. Did Zod show up to, like, steal his girlfriend or whatever? Like, oh, I'm sure there's yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember everything that happened. Zod Doomsday shows like, up. Doomsday was a dude. Yeah, yeah, he was okay. a man. He was a yeah, man. Yeah, he was just a man. Yeah, he shows up to like steal his girl. What's your name? Dooms. <laughs> Doomsday. It's the name of my penis. Yeah. <laughs> Did he say that in the show? Oh God. I, honestly, I'd probably like the show more at the end. Yeah. If yeah. like Lois, you know, Lois is like, oh, I'm thinking of going with another man. Well, who are you? My penis is named Doomsday. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Side me up. If she's in, if she's in the Clark Kent, she'd be into that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Freak. Fucking destroy. Kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's especially if it was Zod, that would happen. Yeah. So, so. Uh, but they had that, and then I felt like the Arrowverse was that same thing. Yeah. A new age version of that. Yeah. The only problem is, is I'm older now, so I don't have that teenage. Yeah. Angst. So whenever I was listening, and their struggles were teenage angst problems. Yeah. I just. My eyes glazeth over, and I was like, I can't do this. This is such bullshit drama. Yeah, it's tricky, too, because they tend to have longer seasons, lower quality episodes is kind of what they've opted for on the CW versus, like, 
fewer episodes that are higher quality. Yeah. So we're, that's the direction most shows and most networks are headed in right now to a greater or lesser, you know, uh, success, I would say. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Now, uh, we'll talk about one today that is of, uh, I would say, a greater success. Uh, so we're talking about Moon Knight. Yeah. So the MCU series that's uh, currently airing on, currently airing. It is aired. It is all aired. It is all out there <laughs> on uh, Disney Plus. And uh, if you haven't checked it out, you should go check it out before you listen to this, because this will be a spoiler cast for Moon Knight. And we're so excited to do this for the second time. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should say it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got COVID. I gave COVID to Rob. So we didn't record for a very, very long Correct, time. Correct, yes. We started running out of our backlog of episodes. That's right. We, we always have a few backlog Pro- episodes. Props saved. to you for the backlog. Yeah, we always have a few like just saved in the, in the, in the, ha- in the hopper just in case yeah, yeah, yeah. this kind of thing happens. And we pulled them from the multiverse. We pulled them from the multiverse. Of madness. And so that had gone on for a while. Obviously, we didn't get back together to record when both yep. Rob and I were sick. And then we finally got back. Rob wasn't ready to come back. So you and I recorded. And probably because I was still, I, well, I wasn't still sick. I was testing negative. Yeah, it had yeah. been weeks and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'd been safe. And um, for whatever reason, when, I re- when we recorded it, I decided I wanted to use the microphone on my laptop and yeah. not our good, cool microphone setup that we have. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and it worked out really well or it didn't. But all you have to do now is that there's only one thing that we have to do to recover this entire episode. Yes. You know what that is? Turn back the skies ah. to the skies of that night, that fateful night. <laughs> <laughs> and it's <laughs> I am the god of the night. I remember what the stars were then. <laughs> The alignment of the constellations on that fateful night. The so. second best scene of that entire um Yeah, pretty much. Show. Pretty much, yeah. And uh so here we are. This is now us but talking to you from the past. And uh we're gonna do this full moon night review, but now with the final episodes included as well, not just yes. through episode four, which is pretty exciting. And uh man, what a ride this show was. Very different for MCU. Yeah, I I think um I tried to, so Plebeian wife Amanda loves Egyptian themes. Yeah. She adores Egyptian themes. Yes. And so I thought this was right down her alley. Yep. So I showed it to her and we watched the first episode. She's like, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. And this Mm. was the episode where we first see his suit right at the end. Yep. Uh, Yep. Fights the jackal thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then we watched the second episode and she's like, no, I think I'm done. Oh, second episode out. Second episode out. Okay, okay. But and I obviously watched the whole thing. It was, uh, yeah, the first episode was weirdly disjointed. There was a lot of things happening that I didn't really understand what was happening. And of course, we should say, this is Alex Austin. I'm speaking to you. Oh, crap. I didn't come up with it. Mr. Knight Plebeian Adam. <laughs> okay, I'll accept that. I'll accept <laughs> that answer. And uh, yeah, the first episode was fairly disjointed. It was a little bit all over the place. Uh, n- not not to great effect. I-, I know it was trying to cover a lot of ground in that first episode, but it there was an- virtually nothing that made sense to me by the end of the first episode about that show. I It all made sense to me, but that's mostly because... I know the comics. Yeah. I kind of know where they source I their I didn't know the comics. And I had no fucking clue what was going on. It was just all over the place. I'm ah. like, there's a man. He has amnesia or something. And then he has these powers, but he doesn't know he has the powers. But then, like, it just nothing made sense. Now, a lot of that 
you know, it turns out to be sort of explained and alleviated as the series uh, progresses. But yes. by the end of the first episode, I couldn't have been more turned off to it. <laughs> so I was just, this is terrible. I don't know what they're going for here. It's so disjointed. Uh, there was even a scene where, like, all of a sudden, like, he wakes up in fucking, like, Switzerland or something. And, yes. like, there's, like, a cult there and led by Ethan Hawke. I'm like, why the fuck is Ethan Hawke here? And then he's, like, this big judgy guy. Great villain. Yeah, it turned out to be a very good villain. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was just so crazy. I I loved Ethan Hawke as this villain. He said something in an interview that I think is totally fucking true. Uh, he discussed great villains and what mm-hmm. makes a great villain. Yeah. And what makes a great, interesting villain is when the villain themselves believes they're the hero. Ah, yeah. So he's he right. very much came into this movie and treated this character as if this character thought he was the hero. Yeah, that's right. And you can see it. Hmm. This guy thinks he's the good guy. Yeah. And he believes it. And you know what? There are definitely, I think, the ideology of his villain. Yeah. Some people might agree with it. Mm-hmm. It's not a completely detestable, like, I'm a villain and I want to randomly, I, I just want to kill babies for the sake of killing babies. And, you, and you're like, okay, that's just a villain. He wants true justice. He wants true justice, yeah. but he wants justice before the crime can That's happen. right. That's right. So that's, uh, and his, his sort of... The god that he serves, Amit, is is sort of forcing that, right? Yes. So that that's Amit's point of view is that crime or the wrongdoing should be stopped. If this person is destined to do wrong, it is this god's job to stop that person from ever having done it in the first place. Yes, which is an interesting take on it. Obviously, you know, getting into free will and things like that it's is not taken a brand away. New take. It's actually a very similar story as Hydra's version of. Uh, I mean, kind of. Uh, what they were originally planning on doing in the winter, the movie Winter Soldier. Yeah, right. When they had like we had a, we have an AI that will pretty much figure out whether or yep. not you're going to do bad things. Yep. And then they were going to send the fleet to go shoot people down. Yeah. Now here's the deal. I will admit that this feels less villainous. Yeah. Mostly because a it uses magic yep. to determine whether or not you're good or bad. Yep. Which I feel is more or not magic, but like life and death magic, like an afterlife. Like they yep. clearly have an afterlife. Yep. So it's. It's judgmental based on, you know, I don't want to say just magic because that implies still like a level, godly magic, godly law of the universe magic. Yeah. And so, okay, it feels more legitimate. It's not just an Well, AI. when he passes judgment, it's literally a balancing of the scales on his arm. Exactly. On his arm tattoo yeah. thing. Yeah. So, and it's not like an AI that could be, it was programmed by a human and therefore could have errors. Yeah. It's not that. And also in the movie, The Winter Soldier... They were planning on using it to not just get rid of bad people, but to get rid of dissidents. Yes. So it was clearly, it was built for an intention and it was going to be corrupted. Whereas this one feels like they still wanted to use it for the original intent. It's just, um, Conchu wants, uh, straight up. He doesn't, he doesn't believe in predestination yeah, yeah. or a pre or pre crime. Yep. He believes in, no, you curse, you, you get vengeance on them. He believes in vengeance, not, um, yeah. pre predestined. And then Kanchu is the one that's like a bird or like a stork or something. And then and then um Ahmed is the one that's like a crocodile. Yes. Right. So if you're familiar with Egyptian gods. So it's uh it's interesting though because it turns out that Ahmed's vision of how justice will be dispensed is maybe a little bit different than what uh Ethan Hawke's character anticipates. Because a her bit. Yeah, so her goal is one to return to her, to a corporeal form, which is is a, a big part of his motivation. Ethan Hawke's motivation is an enemy. What is his name in this thing anyway? What is it? I keep calling him Ethan Hawke. But that's not actually his name in it. Um, yeah, we'll I don't find know out. why I always forget his name. Um, he is... 
Arthur Harrow. Arthur Harrow, yeah. They okay. call him Harrow, yes. yeah, yeah. So he was previously the avatar of Kanshu, and now he's not anymore, but he wants more divine power, so he's partnered with Amit, and Amit is basically well, using him. You, It kind of makes a lot of sense. First of all, it's clear Kanshu's a dick. Oh, yeah, totally. He is an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Kanshu serves himself only. Yes. So Or his own, his version of justice. Yes. Which is killing the person after... They've committed the crime. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I can totally understand how Harrow came to think the way Harrow does. Yeah. Which is he saw so um, I am sure he showed up to scenes where there is some woman who is likely rape murdered. Yeah. And brutally destroyed. Yeah. And probably saw it with children. Saw it with mothers, children, grandmas, yep. fathers, entire families. Yeah. And he couldn't. And Conchu would stop him from pre-killing these people. Yeah. You can't kill someone who hasn't committed the crime Yeah, that's yet. right. That's right. And I'm sure that weighed heavily on him, that he couldn't stop the murders. Yeah. But he just had to watch it. Yeah. And I'm sure that weighed heavily on him. Yeah, probably. And Kanju was a dick. But now, uh, Harrow also did comment at one point that, and a big difference maybe between him and Mark and Steven, which are personalities of, of Moon Knight, right? Yeah. Is that Harrow enjoyed the killing. He enjoyed yes. the part that came next, right? Which is the main difference between him as an avatar of Kanchu, which we never saw. This is sort of talked about because it was yep. the past. And then, and then, of course, Mark and Steven, who are different personalities of the Moon Knight. Yes. So that's the big difference between them. So really cool to see this, this show not shy away from some of the more challenging visual effects. So, for instance, yep. like the gods themselves, right? So it, it at least shows three of them throughout yes. in corporeal form. And uh, it's a great effect. It was really fucking cool. Yes. So I love seeing the gods like that. I loved Conchu. I everything about his look. I love. Yeah, it was cool as hell. He was so, like some sort of Egyptian, I don't know, ninja with a, with a big bony bird head. Like I don't yeah. know. It was crazy. It was just fucking wild. And we looked up his voice actor last time, and basically F. Murray Abraham. Yeah. Yeah, and we we were like, oh, he's got such a defined voice. He sounds yeah. so good. He must be in everything else. Yeah. He's not. He's in nothing else. We thought he was in, uh, I thought he was Optimus Prime. No, I knew he wasn't Optimus Prime. Yeah, yeah, I thought that, but he sounds so much like him. No, I could tell Optimus Prime's voice any day. So anyway, but they, they might get him for Optimus Prime now. Who knows if the other guy's still around or not? I have no true, idea. True. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. he he did great as the voice of Kanchu and um, and then uh, we, we've, we've done all this, haven't even mentioned the, the main man himself yet. Uh, so Mark Spector. Mark Spector. Is that yeah, Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac, or what's his alternate? Stephen. Stephen. Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephen Grant. Stephen Grant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stephen so, Grant. These are two characters who live inside the body of actor Oscar Isaac, and basically the two characors. One is Mark Spector, who's like. Uh, actually, I'll go off the Wikipedia yeah, okay, just for, for clarity. So he's a Jewish American mercenary who becomes Moon Knight, and let's see, Stephen Grant is a mild mannered British gift shop employee who becomes Mr. Knight, a hero with abilities similar to Moon Knight. Yes. So, but they have different looks. So if you've seen the preview for the show, or if you've seen the show, which hopefully you have, because we're spoiling it right now. So he's, the, so Mr. Knight is the one in the suit and Moon Knight is the one with the badass costume, right? Yes. But, um, this is something I didn't know going into it. I didn't understand what the relationship ah. was here. So you had to explain it to me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you should explain it. Oh yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so, 
there's one part that I, I still I probably should have looked it up between episodes, but I between the recordings. But you know what? It's only one recording to our v- listeners, so they don't know the difference. They don't know. If well, I don't tell if I don't tell them this, we've already turned back the skies <laughs> to two weeks ago. So this uh, is the original recording. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mark Spector is because he's a different personality. He's got the classic Moon Knight outfit because he's sort of the hero, the fighter. Yeah, and then. Stephen Grant wears the Mr. Knight, which is the suit, because they kept telling him where I love how they came about it in this TV show. In, in the comics, it just it just is. Yeah. But in the TV show, they're like, put on the suit. And he doesn't know what the suit looks like. Yeah, yeah. So when they kept saying put on the suit, he imagined a suit. Yes. And therefore, now he's Mr. Knight, who yeah. wears a white suit. Yeah. I love that. Like a tie and, you know, a And I jacket. was immediately interested to see, like, so many other people with the powers of Kanchu and, like, what they would look like. You that's know what I mean? That's the thing they don't, that I'm not aware of that they have in the comics. That's one thing that if you are a fan of Moon Knight yeah. and you read Moon Knight, I do not read Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you are a fan and you want to correct me, come on our Discord, show me a picture, because I don't think Jake Lockley, the the one we see in the after credits yeah, scene... Yeah. I don't think he's got a form of uh, Moon Knight. I think he has the oh. same outfit as Mark Spector. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Which I would love to see him get his own in this in like yeah, a season yeah. two. So it's interesting then that there would be that differentiation that the full on Moon Knight costume with all the weapons and stuff would be like attributed to just Mark Spector. Well, yeah, they each get their own separate weapons. Oh, okay. Right, because okay. the Night Sticks is Mr. Knight's. Yeah. He's got the Billy Clubs or whatever they call them. And then the little Moon Glaives is the, that's the Mark, Mark Spector, Spector version. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then um, presumably the Jake Lockley won't have a gun. I'm assuming with a silencer. Yeah, yeah. So, boy, they played that one real close to the chest. So, uh, throughout the series. And obviously, online, there was a lot of like speculation about like the third ego when that would come out, right? Yeah. And, and you'd see this well, other personality. Was, it was very clear throughout the episodes where I'm like, oh, that was Jake Lockley. That was Jake Lockley. Yeah. Because there were times when they made clear reference to him. It started off soft yep. and got heavier and heavier. Yep. They had one where Oscar Isaac was clearly trying. Oddly enough, I thought it was weird. He did a scene with um, May Calame, the Layla. Yeah. Where she showed up in Egypt when she first showed up in Egypt. Yeah. She chased after him. That's right. And he's like, what are you doing here? You're not yeah. supposed to be here. That scene, he had a cap. Uh, for Chicago Cubs. Oh, that's right. Jake Lockley is like, a, he's supposed to have like a Chicago. Wait, was it Cubs or was it Boston? It might have been Bo- Boston. Boston. Yeah, 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 Boston. Yeah. Boston. Sorry, Boston. Uh, he, he's supposed to have like a Boston accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they clearly they were like, oh, and everyone felt like his accent went weird yeah, during yeah. that scene. Oh. And so they were wondering what if it was Jake Lockley during that one scene that we saw, which is yeah, why yeah. he was wearing the Boston cap trying to be Mark Spector. Yeah, yeah. He's faking you. He's trying to hide the fact that he's Jake Lockley. Now, if this was the episode from two weeks ago, which it is because we've turned back the skies of time, so then we'd probably be making a lot of Boston, Boston water. Boston. Get a taxi cab, gonna bo- call, call a cab, get water. Hey, I'm coffee. saving the world here. I'm saving the world here. <laughs> you know, we're going to make all those jokes, which we just did again. So there you go. Got it out of the way. Yeah. I feel really good about that. But So they did that, and then later on, they did a scene where... Um, Stephen Grant thinks that Mark Spector killed a bunch of people. Hmm. And they were like, that wasn't me. Who was? Who, was yeah, there was, was a little bit you? of a back and forth there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they were confused to who was. They blamed each other. Yep. And they just didn't talk about it because yep. they were too busy dealing with other stuff. Now, it's interesting to see. So this is obviously a character that, well, the first one in the MCU, maybe the only one in the MCU who actually suffers from some version of DID. So yep. this is the the personality disorder, right? So it's interesting to kind of see it play out there. Um I thought they did it really well. So, and they used a kind of a I classic. 
tactic to do it, which is the two characters literally talking to one another. One's a reflection or whatever. Yep. You know what I mean? But they did a really good job of it. Yeah, they did. Um, I don't know much about DID, so I'm yeah. not going to sit here and talk about whether it was good or yeah, not yeah. or a good representation because I'm sure it was overly dramatized and yeah, yeah. more than it really is. I couldn't tell you. Well, <laughs> but I enjoyed that it was as two different characters and I enjoyed seeing Oscar Isaac jump between two very different personalities. Yeah. Like, and especially later on, once they balanced their heart and were doing the last fight where they were like, each scene was like a shift between the two and they yeah. would shift in the middle of a fight scene and they, and he would change his personality, how he fights. He yeah, would change. My everything. understanding about it is that more often than not, the personalities don't know that the other exists. So I thought that that they did a good job of that in this kind of keeping them separate up until the point at which like through the actions of Moon Knight, they had to sort of start noticing one another. Right. And because yeah. uh, obviously the, the like the museum fight, you know what I mean? That was something Stephen was closely connected to because he didn't do the thing. Right. Yep. He didn't do the fight, but he was running from the jackal there. And uh, on camera, they're showing him running from nothing. And they're showing him walking away from nothing. You know yes. what I mean? And then uh, and then thinking he somehow destroyed a bathroom. I don't know. But uh, anyway, yeah, it was just yeah, interesting the way it unfolded. It was great. I think they did a good job of explaining like how the personality came about in that whole yeah. scene. They really yeah. did give you the answers. Yeah. So uh, the show did, did a great job of explaining that Stephen was the kind of made up persona, right? That was the safe space. I'm glad for Mark they Spector. gave the answer. Like, yeah. It wasn't a they. It, who's the real one? They didn't leave it up. And it was real character development. Yeah. And then there was this whole question of, uh, you know, Mark Spector finding balance by accepting that. You know what I mean? Yes. And And which, which ultimately he did. And uh, that whole underworld scene that played out over the course of, it was almost, it, it was like three episodes long that it played out in, of the journey to the underworld and everything. Like, yeah. It was really fascinating. The other thing is, I don't like to think of it necessarily that Stephen Grant is a made-up personality. Obviously, the name and the accent and all that fun jazz yeah. is, I view it more as Mark Spector took certain parts of his personality, his knowledge, his experience, yeah, and sh- and and cut it away from who he is and created someone new. It's yeah. not that that person is wholesomely fresh and new. They got a different name and a, yeah, and, yeah. A, and a different accent. But he's also he's also like vulnerable. He's, and, he's those yeah, yeah. parts of him and and cerebral. So yeah, it's it's it, the yeah it's, it's those not parts. that it's not Mark Spector. It's a whole new wholesomely new character. No, it's just he took certain parts of who he was. And quarantined it off yep. and gave it a name and an accent. So the yeah. name and the accent was fake, but the person is not yeah. fake. Now based on the trauma that he'd experienced as yeah. a child. So yeah, yeah. Really interesting. I really like the way they did that. And then uh yeah, man, the whole the whole underworld scene was cool as hell. I love that. I love that they were on the boat with I don't know, whatever god, the hippo god, the whatever. Hippo god, yeah. And uh they're sort of cruising the underworld there. That was so cool. That was like cool. I love seeing it. Like the sort of divine boatman and and the whole the whole just the whole thing. Yeah. You know, from from Egyptian lore. It was awesome seeing the visuals all laid out like this. And uh, again, Marvel really spared no expense on this. Although I don't yeah. understand how they could have balanced their heart if they never interacted with Jake Lockley. Interesting. I think it's because of their ignorance of Jake Lockley, potentially. Yeah, but you'd think that, you know, otherworldly magic would know better. Maybe, maybe. Um, But, you know, for the sake of the show and story progression. It was the only thing that bothered me. (laughs) For the sake of a potential season two. Yeah, it was was the (laughs) only thing that bothered me. They didn't dig real deep on that, right? So Jake Lockley, of course, is first introduced in the show as uh, a character in a TV show within the psyche of of Mark, right? Or in that purgatory that they experience with Ethan Hawke. So that was interesting. Is that where he was? I thought he was just in the uh, sarcophagus and it was shaking. And that no, was he was watching. Uh, he was watching a TV program of like an explorer, like an intrepid explorer. And oh, no, he was no, called that, Jake that Lockley. Was, no, no, that was Steve Gra- Stephen Grant. Oh, that was Stephen Grant? That was Stephen Grant. Oh, why did I think it was Jake Lockley? I have no idea. 
Was it a character of Jake Lockley played by Stephen Grant? Because oh, I'm pretty sure they said his name. Maybe that's possible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they said his I name. I didn't notice it, but no, Steve Stephen Grant was the the explorer. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, cool. And uh, so maybe that's where he based his persona. Yeah, cool. Anyway, that's why confusing confusing episode. But then it became clear what was happening when a god showed up at the end and was like. I'm here to take you away, which you didn't find out until the beginning of episode five. I knew so. for a fact he wasn't insane. I knew it was something else. I just didn't know. Oh, sure. Like, yeah, yeah. They weren't going to play that card. Yeah. Obviously, it was just Hera fucking with him yeah. as much as he could. So anyway, um, one thing we discussed in the last episode that I think we both really enjoyed was the uh, episode five, three, three when or four. When he shows up in Egypt. Yes. Yeah. And so there's a whole series of events that takes place there. There's some fights that happen. My- favorite episode yeah okay cool still cool. after all because it. because it is like almost like an indiana jones or something yes. or an uncharted right it felt very indiana jones yeah it was so much fun so. it was great yeah because first they what is it they they had to they don't have the scarab to just guide them right to the tomb right uh, of amit the tomb of, of amit, amit. The yeah, tomb. yeah so harrow has this now yep and so he's got the straight path yep so our heroes have to find the rough path yes so they're like oh well there is an architect who the gods basically hired to build the tomb so that they didn't know where it was so that yeah. everyone could hide so it could stay hidden. And turns out that this architect created a map and had the map buried with him. Mm-hmm. So they had to go find the map buried with his mummy. Well, his so, mummy but was, the mummy had already been exhumed. The bar- he, was in, he was in somebody's like showroom. Showroom, like a, yeah. Egypt showroom. His fully sunlight exposed Egypt sunlight showroom. Sunlight exposed, air exposed because the door was constantly open. <laughs> Like, are you fucking serious? So someone who just didn't know how to handle archaeological things, I guess. I don't know. But maybe he was just so rich he didn't care. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he did seem very rich. He had a lot of horses. A lot horses, of horses are expensive. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, they end up killing that man. Yeah. <laughs> and like his whole crew. But they do get a hold of the map. And the map, ta- the map takes them out to the desert. And that's when they do the whole uh, thing where Kanchu was like, oh, I can help you figure this shit out. Oh, but- great scene. They're like, oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a map that uses the stars. And they're like, well, that's thousands of years ago. These stars yeah. have shifted. Right. We'll be off by miles. Right. And Kanchu's like, I am the god of night. I remember every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so they turn back the sky. Dude. Interesting side note here. So when they do like, uh, you know, archaeologists will find some old ruins somewhere. What they do is they try to understand uh, that culture and the sort of constellations they followed and the gods they worshipped. Yes. And they're actually able to track to some degree of certainty based on the gods they worshipped and the alignment of their temples. Like how old these installations are. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, so that's that's kind of how they come up with, oh, this thing's like 10,000 years old or whatever. Oh, it's because they worship, you know, the constellation of, you know, Taurus or Virgo or whatever. Yeah, which doesn't and, exist. And it's aligned to the sky of that day, right? Yeah. So they could tell by X amount of degrees off, oh, that must have been like 10,000 years. Yeah, ago. that plus carbon dating. They yeah. add it all up together. Exactly, to yeah. Very fascinating shape. stuff to get into if you're ever interested in that. But yeah, they end up finding the tomb then and uh, fucking awesome mummy style scene plays oh. out in there absolutely loved it for me that was one of the highlights of the show so there's this mummy in there and this mummy is like still carrying out his duties of embalming anybody he gets a hold of yes which at first is like the guards of harrow and then once yeah. they're gone it turns out to be you know they try to hold a steven slash mark and uh layla layla, layla. yeah yeah Cool fucking mummy scene though. Oh, I really that. cool. I, I I did find it weird that he like clicked, but you know the fact that he doesn't have a throat. Yeah, and he, so he can't speak, but he can you know force air through. Yep, was kind of weird. Yeah, whatever. And then uh, one of the coolest fights in the show between that mummy and Layla once it gets a hold of her. So she turns out to be an absolute force to be reckoned with. Yes, who for the longest time in the show 
is against becoming the avatar for any of the gods because she's very, very capable of defending well, the herself. Thing is we never know um, because Mark Spector is protecting her constantly. Yeah. About, she doesn't know about the avatar. She doesn't know about most of that stuff. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, she didn't. Oh, because in episode, did. yeah, because in episode six, she said, use the suit. Yeah. So she does know. Yeah. Um, but I don't think she knows everything about like Conchu and the avatar. She knows or, she doesn't want it. I so don't think because she it, knows much about in it. episode six, uh, there's a moment where Conchu's like, "All right, all right, all right, you're the you're the girl. I want you to be my avatar." And she's like, "Fuck that!" Yeah, but I think that was later because Mark, I think, just protected her from most of it. Oh yeah, she it's didn't true. know the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. And Mark kept protecting her. Yeah. And she kept going. I don't need protection. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to protect me. Yeah, yeah. But also she knew that he was giving out raw deals. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she kind of knew that. And obviously we got the first hint that she could take care of herself yep. in the scene with the, the horse dude. Oh, yeah. And she took oh, on fucking badass. I hate it. I absolutely hate it when they have shows where like, this woman's a badass. So we need to do the woman on woman fight. No. Like, no. You no. need to get the biggest man possible. Yeah. And show that girl kicking the fucking crap out of and him. And that's exactly what happened. Exactly so, yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved so, it. And and I loved that it, it like it was a fight that just forced them both to try and be resourceful to try and kill one another. And yeah. she ended up being just being more resourceful. She was better. Yeah. So and then she she overcame. And then uh yeah, really good fights with her throughout. Really amazing fight between her and that mummy. Um I mean, just all the action she was in was very, very yeah, she good. She had a lot of good action scenes. The most underwhelming action scene was when she did finally become the avatar for one of the gods. Yeah. And then she had like the metal wings or whatever. I was she looked like, great. Yeah, she looked great, but I was like, eh. Yeah, I agree, man. Yeah. But she looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. I loved her outfit. So, and then, uh, of course, Amit does end up getting, I don't know, resurrected or otherwise Released. brought back. Released. Yeah, yeah. So you have a giant CG alligator. I loved it. God. Second Walking scene. around. Kanshu and, and Amit fighting. So fucking cool. So and then it for some reason they're absorbing the souls of the judged because now they're out, you know, Harrow's fully powered and his people are out judging everybody. Yep. So the souls are being absorbed by Amit and Amit is well, standing. Amit eats all the souls that are yeah. in, that are in the horrible that are badly judged. Yeah. In the lore, Amit eats those souls. Dude, but so it matches in this the case lore. though, she's standing outside the the Great Pyramid just growing to massive, yeah, this massive size. Souls into her it's like throat. a fucking Power Rangers episode or something, right? <laughs> so watch my crocodile grow. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then Conchu shows up. He does the same shit. He's like, "I'm big now, bitch. What are you gonna do?" And then and they fucking go. Like they go, dude. They're fucking slamming each other. He's hitting yeah. her with the staff, like trying to stab you her. You know what? It's one thing. So the the director. Um, I forget his name. Um, where is his name? Mohammed Diab. Yeah. Diab Diab. Um, he wanted he he's Egyptian, and he wanted to show Egypt, and he always he always is angry that uh, everyone always shows the Great Pyramids, and yeah. you know he's like, yeah, they're beautiful, like they're they're fascinating, they're beautiful, they're awe inspiring, but everyone always shows the pyramids. People always forget if you just pan that camera around, there's a gorgeous urban city. Yeah. Urban, like like any other great Cairo's American, like right down the road, man. Boom. It's right there. And it's, yeah. and it's urban. It's yeah, not, yeah. you know, in the desert. It's not yeah, a, yeah. A, a sand desert, you know. Village. But it's like it's a 3,000-year-old urban center. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And he hates that no one shows it off. And he loves it at night. Yeah. yeah. So he, they had this great scene during that last episode where they just pan from the top of the pyramid yeah. over the city. Yep. And the city is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Lots of it's colors. Beautiful. Mix of, like purples and whites and blues and like all kinds of really nice colors there so it's yeah. really really cool to see and then the final fight of course takes place you know in and around it right yeah and uh i think this is the first other other than wakanda i think this is like the 
first one to take place in Africa anywhere. Yeah. I or no, no, I guess I guess in Civil War there's a scene that takes place oh, somewhere yeah. in, in Africa. Yeah. I think I really like the idea. And I had a at first I was like, wait, is nobody like really like seeing gods like that? Yeah. Um growing to that size, fighting over your city, crushing your city. Most people that would change their entire lives. Then I went, oh, wait, no, these are the people with the blip. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, this yeah, is yeah. like, oh, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing's outside for them, man. Like, nothing is too crazy for them. So it's got to be what they feel like. And I mean, presumably at this point, too, I don't know. Did Eternals already happen? Did they see a giant celestial show up over Earth for a minute? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that would have been a bit of a, a wake-up call for them, too. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, anyway. It's yeah. just one of those things where normally in movies like this or in shows like this, I get very upset by how come this doesn't fundamentally crush people's psyche? Yeah. And I went, ah, nah, they kind of built up to this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They've built that strength. They're (laughs) They're good, good. man. They're good. Yeah. They've seen it all. So anyway, yeah, it turns out to be uh, an interesting conclusion with, uh, you know, they take down Harrow, but they don't, they don't kill him. Yeah. They don't kill him. So they choose not to, right? They don't follow through with uh, um, Khonshu's plan, which kind of pisses him off a little bit. I love that. So, yeah, it was, I mean, it was good. I kind of find it weird that they pass judgment on all these other people. Yeah. They choose not to pass judgment I on know. him. I know. I'm like, all right, whatever. I, well, I thought he would die in some ironic way, and then he did. I'm totally fine with the way they treated it. Uh, yeah. I find the character's reason for not killing him to be a bit yeah. Um, But I'm okay with the way it ended yep. <laughs> for yep. him. And then uh, the show doesn't really end until the after credit scene or the mid credit scene or whatever. So they show back up and it's uh, Kanchu. No, wait. First, it's Harrow being walked out of some insane asylum by yes. a man who they don't show the face of. That man turns out to be our guy, Mark slash Stephen slash Jake Lockley, now in the persona of Jake Lockley. And of course, Kanchu is waiting in the car for him. I loved Kanchu in a suit. Yeah. And smaller in a suit in the yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. I love that scene. Yeah. I just love it. He's got his leg over one, like yeah. one leg over the other, like a businessman. Straight up gangster scene too. So yeah. because then, yeah, just Jake Lockley turns around. Turns around, just silences Shoots him, him a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was oh, good. I love that, that scene. It's good. But it'll be interesting to see how they take that and run with it for season two. Because obviously season two is going to be about this struggle but because Kanchu is now directly courting Jake Lockley or maybe he always had I think he always had and we're just now realizing it right yes. so this is going to be really cool to see how that develops that's interesting to me yeah and it'll, it'll see how Jake Lockley is clearly still giving him the power and still within his service and it'll be the other two fighting against that and yes. trying to make sense and it'll be their negotiation their politics with Jake Lockley that's awesome that's is, different it'll be two against one kind of thing but, but in Lockley's, the same man in one yeah. man so I can't, I can't wait to see that that's it's a, it's a very interesting premise to me because Marvel hasn't done anything like it yet. Yeah. So that's really, really cool. So I'm curious. I, I don't know who else Moon Knight fights, who another enemy would be or anything. I have no idea. I don't know much about that. Yeah, presumably, yeah, some other Egyptian god, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know that much about Moon Knight. Osiris. I really don't. Ra. Nah, I'm sure they'll do something else. Who else is there? Set. He's one of them. Yeah, Set's one of them. Yeah, sure. They could get Isis is one of them. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's all of them I know. That's it. Yeah, that's I, everybody. I, I don't know the. I know the Egyptian gods if I really went and dug into my brain, but yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that right now. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't expect you to because we are nearing the end of the episode. But one thing we should mention: exciting thing that we talked about last time was the Thor four trailer. Oh, it was still so fresh back then, which is now. Because we have turned back the skies of time. <laughs> so, and uh, it, it's so fucking cool looking. I'm starting to think that we are not going to get as much, um, I guess we'll call it Lady Thor, as much as I'd like. 
I think she's going to show up for the final final fight. Yeah. I think that's what it's yeah. all going to be. And I'm kind of upset by that. I want just a movie about her. They're going to be like, we need more God slaying, a Gord the God Slayer. And then she's going to show up and slay the Gord the God Slayer. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't. She's just going to be a cameo that shows up and helps out. Yeah. Mm. I don't want that. I want a movie about her for her. I mean, if they retire Thor Odinson in this and she becomes the mighty Thor, the main Thor. Yeah, I can live with that. Then, yeah, then then that's cool, right? And then we get a little bit of a mix-up for the next, you know, the next Avengers Yeah, this film. episode's the passing of the torch, and then yeah. we get full her. And I'll be interested to see that, because they've also done, obviously, the passing of the torch for Captain America already. They could do the passing of the torch for Thor. Yeah. Um, ultimately, there may be a passing of the torch even for, like, Stephen Strange, if it's going on yeah. to America Chavez, right? So there's a, there's a lot of things in play here about passing the torch, which... We're 28 movies and five series in at this point. Four series, five series. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, realistically, they do have to start passing some torches. Yep, they do. So. Unfortunately, usually when you start passing torches is when, show, you know, things kind of start falling apart. Yeah, but then but then they, they've charted different directions. So I think, like, I look at, like, Spider-Man 2, for instance, of the MCU series. Yeah, yeah. And it seemed like they were really going a specific direction with Spider-Man and Peter Parker at that point as mm-hmm. being like the actual spiritual successor to Tony Stark. Yeah. And then they deviated from that immediately with like Spider-Man 3 No Way Home. Yeah. So and bringing Spider-Man back to his absolute roots. Well, I think they probably did that because they had such tough negotiations with Sony. And they're like, we can't put our eggs in the Probably. Basket. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But it's just interesting to see... Things happening externally as they go along and then the kind of repercussions that has for the actual films. Yeah. So, yeah, really, really interesting. But, yeah, Thor looks amazing. Cannot wait to see Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, it's such a cool... uh, Taika Waititi is one of my favorite directors of all time. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I've disliked anything I've ever seen of his. I've liked all of his movies. Um, You have to accept... It's kind of like a Sam Raimi movie. When you go into a Sam Raimi movie, you have to expect a certain kind of movie. Oh, yeah. When you're going into a Taika Waititi movie... You have to expect a certain kind of movie. Yep, absolutely. And I'm totally fine with that. I'm totally fine with seeing the MCU kind of like, um, oh, James Gunn. When you go into a James Gunn movie, you know what to expect. <laughs> so I kind of like that each of the, they're getting directors now that aren't sticking to the Marvel formula. Like, no, you're getting to see that director's version. Yep. I really am enjoying yep. that. And then, uh, I mean, it's tricky once they start combining things then, because if we get to another Avengers movie, which presumably we will at some point, you know, if it's not the Russo brothers doing it, who is it? Yeah. I don't know at this point. I don't know. Because those are such massive undertakings at yeah, this point. Yeah, and it's probably so. not going to be What's-His-Face again from, because uh, he kind of got a bad rap. Uh, the guy who did the first Avengers. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Oh, he's out. He's out. Yeah, yeah, he's he's he got a bad rap. Mega out. Yeah, yeah. He did some bad some some bad things, it turns out. So anyway, um, yeah, interesting, interesting direction here. Other other big news. Uh we do have a trailer up now that's debuted in the last couple of weeks for Miss Marvel. Yeah. So that's gonna be a series on they that's, kept her outfit really true to yeah. the new age thing. I was really impressed by they that. They did. Very and it looks good. I wouldn't even say it's a teen drama. It's like a comedy. It almost looks like a teen comedy or well, that's something. That's kind of what they're like. Teen, yeah, yeah. Probably a teen drama comedy. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that's coming soon. That looks interesting enough. And then uh She Hulk will be out later on this year. Yep. Um trying to think of what else is going on. Last time we'd also talked about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse or across the Spider-Verse part one getting delayed, which it has officially been delayed now until next year. So that's going to be 2023. That's fine. I can wait. And I think that's about all the big Marvel news that we had covered there. But yeah, lots, lots of things popping. Yeah. We, and from our last episode, we started playing, um, chaos Bane or not chaos Bane. Sorry. That's a different game. Chaos gate demon hunter, the new 40 K XCOM style game. 
Oh, really? Yeah. What? What is this? What is this? What is it? So they a, a company released a game called Chaos Gate Demon Hunters. Like a tabletop? No, no, no. It's a video game. What? So it's X, think XCOM 2. Yeah. But you're Grey Knight Space Marines. Wild. It's so good. Oh my God. And I've never a, heard of this. Yeah, it's corrected. You've heard my arguments. We've, we've discussed about XCOM 2 yep. a lot and my disdain. Or not yep. my disdain, but my like, they missed the ball. There's it's things disdain. that are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they, they did it wrong. They, they, they purposely, the game is hard because the game screws you over, not because it's hard. Yeah. Not because your skill level is not good. It's because it actively fucks you. Yeah. This one is not like that. It corrects a lot of problems and makes the game better. You don't need mods to make it better. And it's very cool. So I'm enjoying that. Uh, I think next time we record when Rob's join us again. Sweet. I think he we'll do a playing and watching. Maybe we'll do a playing and watching. We'll have to yeah, discuss yeah. that game. Um, I think and I'll be good. a lot deeper into the uh, Chrono Cross remake at that point as well. Oh, so you're I've playing been, that? Yep, been playing that. It's good. It's very good so never far. Never played Chrono Cross. Yeah, yeah. So I played uh, quite a bit of it, but never finished it back in the day. Okay. But but I could say if you were going to get into it, this seems to be the version to get into. It just looks I don't better. think I will. I'm just yeah. not interested in Chrono Cross. It never yeah. struck me as the right thing because I don't like the. The, they they did a whole thing where like, there's so many characters that you could choose yes, from. Yes, well, I'm see, I'm a big Suikoden fan too. Uh, so so I love that concept. See, I felt like uh, what I've heard a lot about Chrono Cross is that because there are so many different characters, none of the characters really get a lot of love. Hmm. Some of them get more love than others, for sure. Interesting. But you're missing out, like you're missing on the character. Whereas I feel like in Chrono Trigger, you get so few characters. Oh, dude, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but each character feels like a full character. I wouldn't even dare compare it. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's. I mean, it's 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 very good so far. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's. That's why know. I'm like I don't I don't need to ruin that name for. Me. Yeah, I'll yeah, but, yeah. I would never compare it. Chrono Trigger, you know, for me, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, just top tier RPGs. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's the not hard, just hard top to beat. Tier. It's like it's above top tier. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VIII. Like there are there are RPGs, and then there are these. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're exactly. their own category. They're the S tier. So games I still play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. even to today, they they hold up so well. So anyway, we'll talk more about that. If you want to join in on the conversation, hit us up on Twitter at Rony Geekery, or hit us up on Discord. The link will be in the show notes of this episode, so you can hit us up there and give us your opinions, or maybe even what you'd like us to talk about. So we're open, to, completely open to suggestions. You only make our lives easier if you give us suggestions about what to talk about and what yes. you want to hear about. So we'd love to hear it. We'd love to know. And of course, if you could, please listen to this podcast on Cephalopod app. So it is an app that I'm very closely connected to. Please listen to it on there. It's a great podcast app. And if you're a podcaster, you can actually monetize your bonus content on there Ooh. for free. It won't cost you anything. It'll cost me, but it won't cost you. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, go check it out. If you got any questions, hit me up on Twitter uh, or just hit us up on Twitter at Run Geek or at Alex Austin W. I couldn't I tell know. you. I couldn't tell you. I have no idea what my handle is on Twitter. I have to actually <laughs> oh look my it up. God. I have to go look it up. So, anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening.